I don't wanna be just someone that's new I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth Yeah, I know that we all have fear Hey everyone, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast. I am the host, Micah Murphy. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we are in a series called The Last Dance. So today I'm going to wrap it all up, and this will be our part five titled, What If? So again, I'm following along the documentary, the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and their dynasty that they had. Uh, the, the episode that came on, The Last Dance, those are all done. There were 10 episodes. They're all over with now. And I wanted to wrap this one up, though, with, with episode 10 and kind of how it went down. And it just kind of wrapped up the whole series and kind of what the Bulls had gone through. And they finally won that sixth title, the, the championship in 1998. <clears throat> excuse me, 1998. And it kind of left you just kind of wondering, what if, right? Like, what if they hadn't have broken up the team? What if they could have kept going would they have gotten that seventh title? I don't know. And it's kind of interesting, though, because Michael Jordan being interviewed in current day, he is still just, I mean, it's like he's haunted by the fact that he wonders, what if, right? What if that team could have remained together? What if they could have had another year? Could they have gotten the seventh title? I don't know, but man, that 1998 team was dominant. Man, they had some incredible athletes. Michael Jordan seems to be at his peak. If not at his peak, he's still playing at an extremely high level. But that was it. And for those that that not real sure about the series or didn't really follow the, the Chicago Bulls and kind of what happened, uh, I'm not exactly sure all the details and the ins and outs, but basically the owner and the manager, uh, the upper management, just decided that it was time to kind of move on. Like some of their contracts, some of the, the best players' contracts were were coming up, and so it was going to cost them a lot of money to renegotiate or keep these superstars all on the same team. Uh, some of them were getting a little bit older in age, and so they thought maybe this is a good year to to rebuild and get some younger you know, new blood in and kind of start rebuilding the program. But these guys were still playing top-notch basketball. So it was kind of like, why break them up? I mean, they've been doing so good. Yes, it was going to cost them a lot of money, but my goodness, I can't imagine that they still weren't making money with ticket sales. I mean, they were selling out games all over the place. Imagine jersey sales and merchandise was crazy worldwide crazy sales and I'm thinking you're about to lose your superstars you're about to lose your coach Michael Jordan Scottie Pippen um, you're about to lose some of these great guys and is it really worth trying to rebuild like maybe try to go another couple years because the players wanted to but anyways they went into that season knowing that that was their last season they'd kind of been given a heads up it was the coaches last year, Michael's last year, and they knew this was it. This was going to be it. So they, that's why it's kind of called the last dance. You know, this was the last round, the last, the last season. And again, they they played phenomenal basketball all year, and of course, you know, dominating in the championship game. And so, it as they were interviewing Michael Jordan, um, 
you know, present day, I have a quote here from him, and this is what he says. He says, it's maddening, Jordan said. I felt like we could have won seven. I really believe that. We may not have. To not be able to try, that's something that I just can't accept for whatever reason. I just can't accept it. And you can see him as he's speaking these words, just frustration. You can see anger. You can see sadness. And here it is. I mean, 20 plus years later, and he's still thinking about this. And he's still kind of haunted by the fact, what if they hadn't broken us up? Man, I I believe we could have gotten seven. And like Jordan says, even if they didn't achieve seven, they sure would have made a great run at it. I guarantee you they would have made a strong run at getting to seven and they would have gone far. Don't know if they would actually pull it off, but, you know, Michael Michael seems to believe they would have. Um, And it just made me think about those what-if moments in life. You know, here Michael, I, I don't know how much it's bothered him. You know, I don't know him personally, obviously. But it just seems like it's really, really been bothering him all these years. Like, what if, what if, what if? And I know there's times in my life, and really, I guarantee everyone goes through those times in life where you're like, what if? What if I'd have done this? What if I'd have done that? What if this wouldn't have happened? Or what if that would have happened? And you kind of maybe play some of those things out. Now, look, some of those are fun to think about. Some of those are just kind of like, you know, interesting things for the mind to ponder. You know, for instance, one for me is, what if I hadn't gone to Auburn University? What if I would have gone to Alabama, the University of Alabama instead? That's, I was an Alabama fan at the time. That was kind of my plan. But honestly, it just, I just didn't feel right about it. I just decided, you know what, even though I'm an Alabama fan, I'm going to go to the rival school. I'm going to go to Auburn. I just enjoyed the campus, just felt like it was a better fit for me. And now I think back, like, what if? Because I met some of my best friends in life at Auburn, and just the memories that I made, the experiences that I had. I met my wife, Lois Sand there, and it's just like, I can't imagine, really, what life would have been like had I gone to a different university. And, but it's kind of fun to think about at times. It's like, what, what would have happened? Wonder what, you know, how would have things played out? Um... You know, another one, what if I hadn't decided to try out to be an Auburn cheerleader my senior year? That was kind of a, kind of a fluke thing, man. I'm getting ready to graduate from Auburn and, uh, you know, kind of just stumble upon it and just decide, you know what, let's go for it. Let's give it a try. It was fun. You know, hey, pretty girls. Uh, so I wound up doing it, and that's where I met my wife, Lois Ann. So what if? What if I'd never had gone out for cheerleading? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, another one, just, uh, just the other day we were talking, um, we're talking about my dad. My dad passed away, uh, you know, several years ago. And, you know, during that, that whole process, it was kind of a call for me to kind of change my life vocation. And so that, at that time I decided I was going to go full-time ministry. I felt God calling me into ministry and, and, you know, go to ministry and then end up moving down here. And, and we were kind of talking about it, and I was like, I wonder if, if my dad were still alive. I really don't think I'd be in Venice, Florida. I don't know if I'd have even gone full-time ministry. I mean, you just don't know how life events would have played out. Uh, but there's just so many different things that we wonder, like, what if? What if? Now, look, 
I want to say there's two distinctions in those what ifs. There's the ones that are, like I've been talking about, kind of fun to think about, you know, not necessarily the ones that are like a burden on you that are haunting you. You know, so that's the other one. And I kind of think that's the way Michael Jordan was, right? Like he's, I feel like he's being haunted to some extent by, by the thoughts of what if, what if, what if. So I started thinking about what are the what if moments in my life that I think could potentially haunt me? Well, I think you have those that where you made a choice to do something wrong versus doing something right, right? Like, like you decided, uh, okay, I probably should make choice A because that's the right thing to do. And I know that's according to God's will and, and that would make God happy based on, you know, what he says we should live like as Christians versus choice B, which is a very selfish decision. This is something that's strictly, you know, temporary pleasure, whether it be it feel good, taste good you know, uh, gives me a little bit of popularity or gives me an advantage or an edge because you cheated or you stole or I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, but you know that that choice is not the right thing to do. Like, like your conscience bothers you, your, your spirit bothers you. And if you're a Christian, you know, that was, that was against God's commands, but you chose to do it anyway. And then later there's some consequences and you're like, well, you know, I, uh, I did the crime and now I've got to do the time, so to speak. And, and so now you're having to live maybe with some consequences. And sometimes those are small, right? Like you may have done something small and kind of got a slap on the wrist. You got grounded students or maybe you lost, you know, privileges or lost, you know, something of significance. But it's not the end of the world, right? Not, not extremely, you know, hanging over your head for life. But it's still things that you think back, ah, man, what if? What if I'd have made the right decision? Then I wouldn't have these certain consequences that I'm living with now. And then there's some that are a little bit more major, right? Like the ones where you knew it was wrong to drink and drive, but you decided to do that anyways. And maybe someone innocent ends up dying in a car accident because you decided to make a bad decision and drive while intoxicated. Maybe it's a decision to, you know, experiment with some drugs because you said, oh, they're just recreational or it's innocent, not knowing that that was going to lead to an addiction where your whole life ends up kind of crumbling because of that. Um, Again, you know, I've seen this play out in people that I know where they thought this was an innocent little decision. And next thing you know, that drinking or that drug or whatever has led to more and more consequences and and really life falling apart for them. And I don't know, I'm not in their head, I'm not in their shoes, but I just think that they probably have those moments of, oh man, what if, what if I never tasted alcohol? Then I wouldn't crave it or I've never become an alcoholic, or what if I would have never smoked that weed or, or took those pills or tried that drug? I would have never gotten addicted. I would have never craved more. I would have never made those bad decisions. What if, what if, what if? You know, so those are the ones I feel like are a little bit more major in life that, that you kind of look back with that regret of, man, I wish I'd have made the right decision. And it, it's a little bit haunting. It's a burden. It weighs on you. 
And obviously we don't want those. We don't want those what if moments that, that just kind of haunt you. So first of all, let me encourage you this. Make wise decisions. Think it through. Not just at the first level, but at the second and third level. What does that mean? Well, what's, what's the immediate consequence? Well, there may not be too many immediate consequences immediately, right? It may just be, oh, well, you know, I may get grounded or something. But what is it at the second level, third level? Maybe it's getting in trouble with the law. Maybe it's getting arrested or maybe it's becoming an addict or, you know, losing a job or, or losing family or, you know, something more extreme. So, so really think through your decisions, you know, like, how is this really going to impact me? Yes, it's hard to do the right thing all the time. And I still mess up. I make bad decisions all the time. But if we can learn from those mistakes, and if we really try to think through those decisions and maybe the consequences, hopefully we're making wiser decisions so we don't live with those, what if, what if, what if. Right? We don't want to have those. And, and students that are listening to this, man, I, I cannot tell you how important it is to try to surround yourself with good people, good influences, and try to make wise decisions. Even though it may not be the popular decision, even though you may feel like you're losing some cool points or popularity points or people are going to look at you weird, I'm telling you, do the right thing. In the long run, you're going to be thankful that you did and you're going to earn their respect later down the road. You may not see the immediate but you're winning the long game by doing that. All right, now I'm going to change gears to another type of what if. And this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speculate that not too many young people are really thinking about this particular what if. But for me, it's the what if I didn't give it my all. What if I had given it my best effort? What if I had pushed harder? What if I had tried harder? What if I had put more energy into it? What if I had, you know, done what I felt God calling me to do versus, you know, not doing it or not giving it full or maximum effort? Now, again, part of this could be something as simple as, you know, sometimes I reflect back on uh, my days playing football in high school or you know, it could be soccer, basketball, any of those sports, but probably more or less football. And sometimes I think back, what if I would have pushed harder? What if I'd have given more effort? What if I'd have tried harder? What if I'd have practiced longer, like outside of the, the standard practice times? What if I would have worked out harder? What if I would have known about nutrition and how important nutrition was to how my body operates and, and how my body can put on muscle mass or, or about getting quicker or speed or whatever? I, I think back at those times and like wonder what if, not that I would have become some, you know, college superstar played in the NFL or anything like that, but just wonder to what, to what level could I have become my best, essentially. Like, where, where could I have maxed out my ability and my level? Because I know I didn't give it my all, and I've talked about this before. I thought I gave it my best effort, but now looking back as an older, wiser me, I know that I didn't. I, I just see that. And even as you look through different other uh, uh, parts of my life of Whatever that is, it's a, maybe it's a job or maybe it's a duty that you had or a responsibility or being a dad or being a husband or, you know, being a minister or being a, a follower of Christ. Any of these other, you know, parts of your life, I think back a lot on those now and I'm like, what could I have done better? You know, how could I have given more effort or how could I have been more dedicated? You know, was I slacking off in this area? And, 
and I don't know, I guess it's me because I've gotten older and I know I'm not getting those days back and I'm not getting those times back. So young people, I know you're not in that boat right now because uh, let's face it, I mean, you know, most teenagers right now, you're just, you're living in that moment and you're, you're thinking about the future and you're just in survival mode, right? Like, and I totally get that. I totally understand that. But I encourage you to try to think with a little bit more of a future vision of what will my life look back in, you know, look like in maybe 20, 30, 40 years. And when I'm reflecting back on my life, will I be able to say, you know, I gave it my best effort. I don't have to think, what if? What if I'd have tried harder? What if I'd have pushed harder? What if I'd have pursued this route instead of that route? You know, I chose the easy route, but I really, my passion was this, but I was scared or I didn't want to put forth that much effort or I let, you know, this person intimidate me and so I didn't do that. You know, you just don't want to look back at your life and think, what if? What if? And I'm tying this all into to Christianity in the sense that Look, God has given us one life. He doesn't give us multiple lives where we get to be reincarnated and come back. As Sorry to disappoint some of you that believe in reincarnation, but that is not going to happen. You're not going to come back as, you know, a celebrity or a superstar or whatever, right? When you die, you die, and then comes eternal life. Uh, with your spirit and your, you know, your heavenly body at some point, but you're not coming back on earth to relive this earth. All right? So we get one life. What are we doing with this life? Are we truly making the most of what God has given us? He has created us a specific way. Right? We're all different. We have different looks. We have different talents. We have different abilities. We have we have just different things that maybe drive us or that we're passionate about. And what are we doing to use that for God's glory? Are we, are we really maxing that out? Are we really giving on our best efforts so that one day we can look back and we don't have to think, well, well crap. You know, what if I would have really done what God wanted me to do? Or what kind of life would I, would I have lived? Or what kind of impact could I have had? You know, I'd... I, again, I'm to the point where I don't want to do that. Like, I want to maximize everything so that hopefully I get to, to live a long life here on earth. And when I'm an elderly man, you know, I don't have to look back and think, man, what if I'd have done that? Or what if I'd have tried this? Or what if I'd have pushed a little harder? Or what if I'd have been a better example for Christ here? Or better youth pastor? You know, better husband, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's always going to be a little bit of that because we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to reach full potential, essentially. But I want to know that I gave it a really, really good effort to to make it happen. And so I don't want to look back thinking, man, I know I only gave 50%. Like, I, and I didn't try this and I didn't try that because I was scared or I didn't listen to God and I didn't trust God. So that's where I'm encouraging you young people. Make the most of your time because right now you still have so much life ahead of you. I mean, so much life ahead of you. And even me, I feel like I still have a ton more life ahead of me. And I'm, I'm excited about my future. I'm excited what God's going to do and, and use me in the future. But even that much more so for you young people that are teenagers and you still have so much more ahead of you, reach your full potential. Be a good steward because, look, God tells us to be good stewards of what he gives us. Time life, talents, abilities, are you truly using those for, 
for his glory, to, to further his kingdom, to maximize the life that he wants you to live. But now, there's one more what if I want to go over. And for me, this is the one that trumps all the other ones. This is the one you do not, absolutely do not ever, ever, ever want to have. This is the one after you die, you say, oh, man, what if I truly believed that Jesus was Lord? What if I'd accepted Jesus as Savior because I didn't and I rejected him? Let me tell you about a little story. Here's a story in the book of Luke. It's called The Rich Man and Lazarus. I'm going to read it to you. There was once a rich man who dressed in the most expensive clothes and lived in a great luxury every day. There was also a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who used to be brought to the rich man's door, hoping to eat the bits of food that fell from the rich man's table. Scraps, right? Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried by angels to sit beside Abraham at the feast in heaven. And the rich man died and was buried and in Hades or in hell where he was in great pain. He looked up and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus at his side. So he called out, Father Abraham, take pity on me. And send me Lazarus to dip his finger in some water and cool off my tongue because I am in great pain in this fire. But Abraham said, remember, my son, that in your lifetime you were given all the good things while Lazarus got all the bad things. But now he is enjoying himself here while you are in pain. Besides all that, there is a deep pit lying between us so that those who want to cross over from here to you cannot do so, nor can anyone cross over to us from where you are. And so the rich man said, Then I beg you, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to my father's house where I have five brothers and let him go and warn them so that at least, at least, they will not come to this place of pain. And Abraham said, your brothers have Moses and they have the prophets to warn them. Your brothers should listen to what they say. But the rich man answered, that is not enough, Father Abraham. But if someone were to rise from the dead and go to them, then they would turn from their sins. But Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone were to rise from death. This rich man was thinking, oh my gosh, what if? What if I just would have believed in Jesus? What if I just would have repented from my sinful ways that I could be where he could see Lazarus, a cross in heaven where he wasn't in pain, right? He was in peace and harmony with Jesus and with Abraham. And he's thinking, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if? Instead, he is in torment and in pain and in fire. 
And he's like, what if, what if? Guys, that is the what if. I don't ever want to have. And thankfully, I know know that I'll never have because I've trusted my life to Jesus. And Jesus says that if you believe in him and you, you confess that he is Lord, then you will be saved. So you too don't have to dread. You too don't have to have that most dreaded what if in the afterlife if you just accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So let me encourage you, if you've never, ever done that, please, please, you need to do it. You need to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Not because I say it, but because Jesus says it, because God says it. And it's very clear in the Bible that it says, if you are to be saved, if you are to spend everlasting life in heaven, it's not about good deeds. It's not how great of a person you are. It's about, have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, right, that God has raised him from the dead, that he sacrificed for your sins on the cross, and that he defeated death, he defeated sin so that we could have everlasting life. That, that is what we need to have. And if you have that, then you never have to have this one that will haunt you forever, for eternity, that what if, that what if, ha. <sighs> I can't even imagine that what if, if you've never accepted Jesus. So people, please, I beg you to to consider it, to pray about it, and to make that decision. Guys, know that I love you. I'm here for you. Uh, Again, if you you have a question for me or comment, shoot me an email. My email is listed in the, uh, the show notes, so check those out. I'd love to hear from you. Just you know, put in the subject line, Truth For Youth Podcast, and, uh, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can on that. Uh, but students, man, I, again, I'm here for you. I want nothing more than to see you make wise decisions because I don't want you looking back when you're that old lady and that old man reflecting back on life thinking, man, what if? What if I hadn't made those bad decisions or what if I had truly pursued God? All right, I want you to sit back and reflect being thankful for the life God gave you and being thankful that you were obedient to him and that you lived the life that God intended for you to live. Well, that wraps up our episode. That wraps up our Last Dance series. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. Please, please, please share. Share this episode with somebody that you think needs to hear it or will get value out of it. And leave a review if you have not already. That really means a lot to me and uh, it'll help this, this show grow and expand and reach other teenagers and other young adults and heck even adults right we want to grow this thing as we continue to speak truth in a world full of half truths and lies okay guys love you we'll see you in the next episode until then you have a great way a great week bye-bye i don't want to be just someone that's new i speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth yeah, no.